Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Class is in session, and we are on the precipice of a brand new Final Fantasy, and that calls for something special. As always, I am your host, Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and this week, to celebrate the impending release of Final Fantasy XVI, I have the pleasure of welcoming to the university an expert panel of Final Fanatics to look back at what the series means to us all. A big welcome from Game Informer, making his debut here at RPG University, Marcus Stewart. Hey, given the classroom theme, I was trying to stop myself from saying president and be like the smart-ass kid in class. <laughs> as, as long as you raise your hand, that's perfectly fine. Okay. From the Super Deluxe game cast, the imposing but actually is pretty approachable John Phipps. Am I that imposing? Yes, you are. It's the beard. I actually just shaved it. Okay. Not even um, then. So I'm probably not that imposing. Your anymore. baby face imposing now. Yeah. <laughs> But no, dude, dude, it's uh, great to be here. It's been a while since we've done some content together. I know, I know. It's going to be great. GameSpot and Uppercut's powerhouse and Irrational Passions alum, Jessica Howard. Hi, here. How are you? Is it is it nice, Jess, that that haunts you only when you do stuff with us? It does, it does not haunt me. Or if it does haunt me, it's like a very sexy Victorian ghost. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Patrick Swayze style. Okay, I can live with oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's not quite Victorian, no. but yes, the general but idea. He goes, I think of Patrick <laughs> Swayze. I'm sorry, Scott. I'll stop. It's all good. But, and lastly, my wonderful assistant professor here at the university, the always fantastic Alex O'Neill. How's it going, everybody? Good. Video games are good, as it turns out. Final Fantasy is good. Yeah. Does that make Alex, does that make you an adjunct professor or are you like ten, are you tenured like I'm like, like the uh, the the TA that's what that's kind of like the vibe like I'm cool like the kids know me and they're like I see. he's I see. cool we hang out with this guy I like him uh, but like he occasionally I also... rooms in the dorms and brings the beer for everyone yeah, on the, exactly. the floor. that makes perfect I'll sense yeah. yeah yeah exactly that's Alex O'Neill for you folks mm-hmm. but yes we are here to talk about and reflect back on the almost like 32 years, 40 some odd years or whatever of Final Fantasy. Now, the original Final Fantasy released here in the West in May of 1990. And other games we might have been playing at the time, if any of us, or if we were alive, or if listeners were alive, include Super Mario World, F-Zero, Mega Man 3, Little Nemo the Dream Master, Crystalis, Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake, ActRaiser, and over in Japan, they were already playing Final Fantasy three. But yeah, some 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 standouts this year. Nineteen ninety was a strong year. Um, I don't remember much because I was only two years old, but it's still it's still solid. John, I think, was in his mid thirties. Yeah, just about. <laughs> I, I you know I I remember oh, back rude. in I, I remember I remember when nineteen thirty nine when I was twenty and uh, we didn't have all these. Uh, all these what do you, what thingamajigs and, and thingamabobs and all these little blips and bleeps and blops and I'm just here. Uh, I, why am I here? 
You're here for the that's, text adventure version. That's Final right. Fantasy VI. Final Fantasy was throwing rocks at each other. He remembers <laughs> when Final Fantasy was on punch cards. Back in my day, when I played Final Fantasy, it was made of square pixels. That's Nothing where they but. get the name Square from. Yep, when I died, in the, when when you died, you didn't have none of this fancy autosave. <laughs> you had to if you did, if you hadn't been responsible in saving your game, then you were screwed. Everything was a life lesson back in the 1930s. Gamers today just don't understand. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But Final Fantasy. So I guess we'll go around uh, go around the horn real quick. What was everybody's first Final Fantasy? Uh, we'll, we'll go in reverse introduction order. So Alex, what was your first one? Uh, my first one technically was Final Fantasy VI, right? But the first one I think I, I like experienced as the rpg that it was meant to be in which involved like reading and things like that was final fantasy 7 for sure uh and that like blew the blew the lid off <laughs> you kids know this final fantasy game the lid really of good. perhaps a coffin the lid of a coffin off, but perhaps? perhaps we'll see i got some notes for a segment later on uh <laughs> got some musical cues that we'll get to but yeah no i yeah that was like I think the appreciation for like long form storytelling, even like as a kid, right. You're just watching cartoons and stuff. I think I was like nine when I eventually played it with my mom. Right. And she would read everything through a sensor basically to me. Uh, Cause that game has like a lot of, you know, asterisks and number signs to in place of cursing. Alex, I'm thinking of your mom saying this guy are sick. <laughs> <laughs> she would say stuff like that and then she'd be like i don't think that's right and then, and then like we would move on to somebody made a mistake yeah basically I, I got my mom's commentary as well but like you know i wrote uh, an article about that that was kind of like my our, our first big game we played like that in ocarina time together uh where like i i knew all the maps and i knew all the materia stuff and then she would read all the dialogue and, and walk around on the on the world and stuff I want a soundbite of Alex's mom saying, let's mosey. Oh, yeah. That, that, yeah. That's what I want. I, I have proposed to her that we play the remake, 7 Remake, where Aww. I play and she watches because uh, she's not really into action games. Uh, and she's like, okay, I don't tell me anything about it. We'll just do it one day. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> I guess that's I can't so set up cute. the whole like meta textual thing. You need to narrate for her, though. Oh yeah, I'll I'll be the cloud's internal monologue. Yeah. Why is everyone so horny? <laughs> okay, Snake. Um, that was, you dove into Snake territory. It was a little snake. I'm telling Next you, up. Midgar never changes. <laughs> uh, Jess, what about you? What was your first Final Fantasy? It's so funny because I feel like Alex, you and I have such a similar story. <laughs> um, mm. I think that seven was technically the first one that I played because um, my mom. I played it. I played it with my mom also. Awesome. Um, uh, moms love Final Fantasy seven. That's the as a mom now I can say that. Um, yeah, for it's, sure. It's a mom game. <laughs> um, Why is that? That needs to be a T-shirt. I'm just gonna say moms are tough. Like, you know, moms yeah, love tough. Final Fantasy seven. I wrote a piece for Gamespot about how uh, Final Fantasy seven is a game all about like motherhood. So so there you go. Just gonna plug that. Um, but no, I, uh, yeah, seven was the first one I played. My mom used to do the chocobo racing and she would put on automatic and let me hold the controller. So I thought I was racing chocobos. Um, awesome. Yeah. And then I think the first one that I actually 
put some time into and I finished was Final Fantasy V, which is kind of a weird one because I feel like people don't super talk about it. Yeah. But I loved that game. Um, I loved Reyna was like the main female character in that one. I thought she was so cool. Um, and the job system. Oh, mm-hmm. and Ferris too. Like, oh my gosh, there were so many cool things about five. So five was like the first one that I, I really sunk my teeth into. Um, but seven is definitely the one that means the most to me that I have like that connection with like my childhood. So yeah. Yeah. Also, speaking of slight side change and speaking of Final Fantasy V, right now the Four Job Fiesta is going on where you can sign up and play through Final Fantasy V in a fun way and also raise money for the awesome Trevor Project. So Ooh. go and check that out. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been great. Uh, RPG site who I did some guide work and stuff for for the Fiesta. I had them retweet out all of our links to Final Fantasy V stuff today. And, or it might have been yesterday, but a bunch of super stupid people be like well this is pushing it i'm gonna unfollow and block and it's been kind of hilarious and sad at the same time to see replies but yeah go play final fantasy 5 and support the trevor project if you're an awesome person that likes final fantasy so but uh, get dunked on losers yeah Yeah, get dunked on losers (laughs) absolutely get clowned on um uh next up john what about you um, I actually don't play Final Fantasy. I'm more of a Call of Duty kind of guy. Oh my um, god, who who let this <laughs> yeah. guy on here? No, my uh, so my first Final Fantasy game was the very first one, uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, again, because I'm probably the oldest one here by about ten years. Um, I got it for Christmas in 1990. Um, and it was and it, like like you know like it, it, at the time, like looking back on it now, it's like you know. Man, that game really wasn't all that good. <laughs> but <laughs> but but like, you know, when you're when you're 10 years old, which is what I was when I first played it, like, you know, it's it was just incredibly magical. Um that was my first experience with Final Fantasy, but my you know, my first real truly formative experience was 2 years later with Final Fantasy 2, which of course is we know as Final Fantasy 4 internationally. Um you know, a, a couple you know, Two years, two years of maturity had had kind of like really helped me to to understand, and that's kind of when I was understanding that video games were more than just like you know fun things to do on a television, right? Like I was mm-hmm. starting to understand, and I think the the industry was was starting to grasp that this is a medium where you could tell real stories with with real weight behind them, and that was my first. I would say that was my first real experience with Final Fantasy was Final Fantasy Four. Yeah. Solid one. That was a big one. Um, big release here in the West. Um, yeah. Uh, and Marcus, what about you? God, uh, I was thinking about this, and I uh, the first one that I can remember for sure was Final Fantasy VIII, which is funny because I have, uh, as an adult, I kind of have mixed feelings about that game. But I, I know it was the first one I had and played, and I honestly have no recollection whatsoever of how I got it. <laughs> That's probably because you junctioned some guardian forces to yourself. It messes with your memory. That's yeah. what we all did as kids, right? Yeah. Uh, it's weird because I, despite growing up with an NES and an SNES, I had never heard of Final Fantasy as a series until that game. Um, and back then, I never had an allowance and rarely got new things. I, I got, like, during the PS1 generation, I got most of my games just from, like, 
trading toys with kids because that that time that's when like a game is like the equivalent of a toy right you're like hey i got this action figure you want to give me metal gear solid okay great here you go and then that's like totally fair (laughs) and i can only chalk that up to how i got this game um but i thought it was cool because it was like four disc right and i was like oh my god just games can have multiple distances like the tupac all eyes on me of video games what (laughs) uh and then um i remember dragging uh like seeing it and being blown away from the graphics and i would constantly bug my mom to call her in and be like have her watch the final fantasy 7 or summons like every yeah, time i got to yeah. do summons, like mom you have to come see this this is like this is where video games are now you don't understand that's <laughs> and, so cute i love that yeah. that's her horrible. Heart, I, I have a really cool mom so she always humored me i was like oh yeah that weird devil looking thing that threw the big fireball that is kind of cool i guess <laughs> And then uh, I kind of worked my way, I guess, backwards and forwards from there. Like, I eventually circled around the 7 and then 9 and then revisited some of the uh, 16-bit ones and then, of course, went forward. Uh, but, yeah, 8 would have been my first, like, real experience with it. Yeah. For me, it was... I was a hooked-on phonics kid. Like, reading and me did not get along well when I was younger. Um, I... So I kind of bounced off RPGs until a little later, but I vividly remember going down to my neighbor's house, chilling in his basement and watching him play Final Fantasy IV um, at the time and thinking how cool it looked, like the music and everything. And then I remember him showing me Final Fantasy III or Final Fantasy VI and then later on watching him play Final Fantasy VII. And when I finally got a used PlayStation 1 from a... a um, a garage sale down my street i finally i picked up like the greatest version of final fantasy 7 and final fantasy 8 but i i have a i remember a lot my brother my older brother renting final fantasy 6 final fantasy 3 so that was the first one that um i really got experience playing but i didn't my my reading comprehension and reading skills didn't really let me play them until about final fantasy 7 time frame and uh haven't haven't looked back since Oh so, yeah, you made a brand out of it. Yeah, it, it's it, it, definitely one of them. Thinking about like the first Final Fantasy game I like played by myself, though, it was probably Final Fantasy thirteen, which might be oh like, wow bizarre. And then wow. like I went back and played seven and eight and four, uh, and those are like really the only ones I've played. And fourteen, I guess uh, as well. That is mm-hmm. a journey that I I will never forget. So yeah, I. Yeah, 13 was really like the first one that I was like zoned in on as like a 15 year old kid that's like really blowing my brains out. Kind of like, whoa, what what are RPGs? I feel like that game honestly did that for me in a lot of ways and, mm-hmm. and got me into more stuff like that uh, after that point. I'll always remember 13 as the first Final Fantasy and I think maybe the first video game I ever went to a midnight watch for because mm. I was like old enough. I was like out of. I, oh, well, I was well out of high school by that point because <laughs> it was like 2010 <laughs> uh but i was like you know what i i've never been to one of these things i'm gonna you know it's final fantasy i love this series let's go do it and just being surrounded by like some of the most like diehard final fantasy fans which i had not really been around at that point like i had a few friends that were into it but it was just like you know like your kind of tight inner circle and that was about it yeah so it was kind of like the first time it ever kind of got to do what we're doing now of like oh talk to some people and maybe i don't know as much about like their favorite Final Fantasies and their hopes and dreams for this game. And, you know, it's it was, so, it was cool. 
It's so funny because 13 – I need to go back and play 13 um, because 13 is where I fell off. Um, mm. I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, this is like the moment when like the Final Fantasy series seemed different or and now people are doing it with 16. <laughs> like I feel like leading up to that, you're seeing a lot of like, oh, this is and this isn't what a Final Fantasy is. And it's like, okay, people said that when 7 came out, when 8 came out, when 10 came out. When, you know what I mean? It's yeah. a circle. Um, it's Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like, remember – 12 getting that a lot and I'm, yeah. a, 12, I'm a 12 defender mm-hmm. so when 13 oh, I love 12. came out I, yeah and when 13 came out and got it worse I felt really vindicated <laughs> I'm like yeah 12 <laughs> looking pretty good right now huh? no I I really like 12 too um I remember getting that day one and, and playing it and just being like in awe of how beautiful that game looked um but no 13 I think that to me that's when they started to feel a bit more like action RPGs um sure. and like the fact that I could jump I was like well I don't know about this and like you heal after every battle I was like I don't know about this and so yeah. I I never because it to me I was like well that takes away some of like the strategy part of it so I don't know I had a I didn't I didn't play the 13 games I finally have played through 14 um not through it but I've played like two expansions mm-hmm. um and uh I, I didn't really play 15 because it was super broken when it came out and it was just had a lot of guys in it and I was like I don't know about this <laughs> um so yeah i've but what's funny is before that i've played like all of them it's just those ones that threw me um mm-hmm. there was also something that marcus said that was really funny to me about um final fantasy 8 having four discs and that being like such a i remember when that was like i don't know something that enticed me about games where i was like if it has a lot of discs it's got to be a yeah. really good Here's hundred percent. This is a part of Square Enix's marketing yeah. right now. So I, yeah. I was about to say, yeah, still like, consider it hype. I like, yeah. and I do. I will. I will stand by this. Rebirth that's still, has like, two discs. Like, it's that's, exciting. Yeah, like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna buy it physical just because of that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, like nowadays, the one it's not sp- it's like, just the game split up between <laughs> yeah. two discs. It's like just a hundred plus gigs of like pretty things, like install disc, and then one disc of playing. But still, <laughs> two discs, two Blu-ray discs—that's fucking nuts. It must actually, be the best thing ever. Yeah, I, I actually think it's going to be. I actually had this debate with uh, my coworker Kyle on the podcast, where I was like, I think it's actually going to be two game discs because, like, they. They mar- they're marketing it in such a way where it's like, if it's just what other two-disc games, like Red Dead Redemption was two-disc, or, or, or at least the second game. And it's like, if it's just a data disc and then the actual game disc, like, why would they market that? Like, I'm keeping <laughs> my... Because people I'm like, are here for it. Yeah, it's true. I'm preparing for the worst, Marcus, but I'm hoping for the best with you. I, yeah. I will let you know. Uh, I, so ahead, this, is, this, this is my dream. Mm-hmm. One disc you play through as Cloud. The other disc you play through is Zach. Listen, we got we got like a couple other things we should talk about before we get into our father's <laughs> segment. This is true. This is true. I'm just saying. I'm split with timeline you. theory. One's can... a Zach disc. It's like old Resident Evil Two, where you had the Leon disc and the Claire disc. This is going to be there's the Zach disc and the Cloud disc. I have six pages of notes. All right, we can go down this rabbit hole, but I'm just saying that's maybe a whole can... different special later yeah, we this year. Wait. We could wait. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know if it's if any of you have a similar thing, but I vividly attach and associate different Final Fantasies with points in my life. Like I clearly remember like when I picked up 10 or like events in my life leading up to 10 or seven or six, uh, eight. I came on later, but I remember I have a lot of things like sitting in band class in middle school talking because my one of my best friends got beat. Uh, Omega and got the proof of Omega and how like 
crazy we went because he he was able to to do that and 12 how i was working at gamestop at the time and i got to take the game home early or 13 when i was working at a video store and got to take it home early and it was it's like i i associate parts of my life with video games are any of you like this and do you have Absolutely. any moments of your life you associate specifically with a certain final fantasy totally 100 percent um I mean, Final Fantasy VI, you know, you know, literally like, you know, content warning for self-harm here. But I mean, when I was 14 years old, you know, I, I didn't have the, the, the best childhood growing up. And uh, Final Fantasy VI literally saved my life. And I was talking specifically about the part where, you know, Kefka has destroyed the world. Spoilers for a 30 something year old game. <laughs> uh, you know, Kefka has destroyed the world and Celeste thinks that all her friends are gone and dead. And she throws herself off a cliff. She tries to commit suicide. In fact, I think that's probably the the first time in a in a game I've ever seen. I that, that was probably that's the earliest memory I have of like self harm or suicide actually depicted in a video game. Come to think mm. of it, um, and you know Celeste was a character that I had really admired, um, but here she was in a moment of weakness. Uh, you know, she had kind of like you know she had you know given into her own despair and even though she lived you know i kind of made me realize that you know this this very strong and 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 powerful and and resolute character you know in the end was just as human as anyone and and uh, that really affected me that that really stuck with me um i would say uh i would say final fantasy 6 and also final fantasy 13 uh, because i've got very fond memories of that game because it came out when i was in afghanistan uh, in 2010 and um, you know my son was back home and he was two at the time uh, this was my seventh deployment and I was uh, I had ordered it because I had my own little room you know I had the TV you know and uh, um, APO when you're shipping stuff to an APO address it takes like two weeks right so it took two torturous weeks after the game release or to get to me and like every day i'm looking at the you know i'm waiting for the mail drop off i'm just like oh and uh and so one day um i uh i went to, i went to chow and i came back and there was this dvd's blu-ray box sized amazon package on my desk and i was like holy shit and uh so i grabbed it and i had to go out that day i had to go outside the wire to do some subject interviews and so like the whole time i'm just not paying attention to anything. <laughs> i'm just like i'm like man final fantasy there's a new final fantasy game waiting for me back at the hooch and i just i just need to get through this day and we get back and i grab it and the um the battalion commander i was a civilian but i was attached to an army unit the battalion commander that we were working for says all right everybody we need to have a uh a, a staff meeting i'm like god damn it and so, <laughs> i was like son of a bitch and so like i had gotten back at like eight o'clock at night and this fucking staff meeting lasted until 10 30 it was two and a half hours Ugh. i'm just sitting there just Ugh. listening to people just drone on and on and on and on and the whole time i'm, I'm like i could not tell you what that meeting was about because <laughs> i just wasn't there and so finally i got out of the meeting at like 10 30 i ran back to my desk i grabbed final fantasy 13 and I'm and I'm I'm running back to my I'm running back to my hooch and I, a friend of mine literally saw me. Hey, John! And I said, "Shut up! <laughs> Sh- shut up!" 
and I just kept going. And I had to apologize to him the next day. <laughs> I was like, sorry, man. And my, but I was a little like, sorry, man, Final Fantasy, you know? And he's like, I don't get it. <laughs> of course. Yeah, I, I think like um, to, to keep on the, the somber train, like 14, even most recently, is like a, a very sp- pivotal thing for me because it was like, I think 20, 2021, so only a couple of years ago, uh, that I finally like sat down, but like I had started playing it with my good friend Justin, who who longtime Rational Bastions fans might know, and he passed away from cancer like two weeks after we started playing. Uh, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Uh, yeah, and and it was like this thing we we had this whole agreement during his his chemo where he wanted to because we had played Bloodborne together, he wanted to play the Dark Souls games, and I was like sign me up i'll be there day one so we had played through all three dark souls games and he says if i do this for you you have to play through all of final fantasy 14 uh for me um and and i said okay deal deal's a deal and then you know we finished dark souls 3 and jumped into 14 and then like he passed away so it was like this end of like oh i i waited and waited and then like n walker came out which uh, justin like never got to play so i was like all right well now is the time I gotta I gotta see this through the end so like that even more recently was like this very like therapeutic and and cathartic experience for me that I will absolutely never forget right and that like whole six months that I played Mm -hmm. through Final Fantasy 14 uh yeah like you know I took one break basically I I played level 15 through the end of Shadowbringers uh, which is a lot, just <laughs> for point of reference. And then I took like a two month break, and I finished N Walker after that because I was like, all right, that was a lot of Final Fantasy fourteen. I don't really like MMOs, <laughs> but I like this one. But this is a lot of one video game. No, I but get yeah, it, man. I, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's like, like even super recently, uh, it's pivotal to to life experience for sure. You know, Alex, I, I I've often said that uh, you know it's not even like the things we love. It's not even so much the thing. It's it's the period in our life when we encountered that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that that really gives it that flavor. And that's why you know your story resonates with me. That's why I love Fifteen so much because you know I lost my again you know content warning for self harm. I lost summer time. I know, right? I lost my best friend of twenty years to suicide. Um, and he was my closest friend. He's always going to be my closest friend. And after that, Final Fantasy 15 came out. It was like, you know, the the idea of a bunch of dudes just on a road trip together, like, really resonated with me. You know, it's, it's like, a, not to make a pun out of it, but like, you know, it's four guys in a car. It's like, you know, I just lost my ride or die bro, you know, and it's like. It, yeah, it totally scratches yeah, that itch. Yeah, you know, and, 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 you know, Jess, you had mentioned earlier that I, I completely agree that I think 15 handled its female characters extremely poorly um and i think that i think and i think that game it's in much better state now but it released unfinished like let's just call it what it is right Mm -hmm. um but um which which and all that to say jess um i didn't want to sit here and say that that game means a lot to me without acknowledging the very real issues with the game as you mentioned oh no no and like i i would i say that but at the same time, like, I do think that it deserves its kudos for, you know, you don't see a lot of, I don't know. I, Male I, I think fantasies that, that are just, like, about friendship. Yeah, you yeah know? exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think that it is more prevalent in JRPGs, which is great, um, you know, compared to, like, other forms of media. But I do think that, like, the way it shows kind of, you know, 
the softer side of like male friendship is something that is super admirable. And I, and I think that, it, you know, it can be a great game and just something that didn't necessarily appeal to me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Right. Um, Marcus, Jess, what about you? Are there any final fantasies that you uh, really attribute or kind of link, have a special memory link to uh, a certain period in your lives or anything? Yeah. Uh, final fantasy 10 I'll always remember. I mean, it's probably like number two or three of my like top Final Fantasy. I adore that game, and it was the first video game that ever made me cry. And mm-hmm. then you realize that video games can do that. <laughs> uh, so it always have that, or just like the ending just got me as a little like teenager getting ready to start high school. Um, but Final Fantasy twelve, uh, I remember because at that time I was I might have been graduating high school. I just graduated. It was a 06 and that's the year i graduated but um at the time a really good friend of mine was living with my family uh for a couple of years and pretty much just became like the adopted sibling um and he was like he liked video games too and was like a decent final fantasy fan but i remember we were both super excited for 12 and we both got it and we started at the same time kind of with the intention of like erasing each other seeking mm-hmm. through it and who could be better and i remember doing something I had not attempted in any other like JRPG where I was like, as the moment that they gave me control to do whatever I wanted, I was like, you know what? I don't want to like struggle with like leveling or grinding. I'm just going to like go out into the open field and I'm just going to grind and like not advance the story. I'm just going to get like, get like a nice foundation. I'm going to grind to like level 10 and then I'm going to start the game. And I remember pitching this to him and him swearing up and down that that was like the dumbest idea he'd ever heard it would not work (laughs) and that i was like not gonna have fun with it basically and then i was like oh you'll see and i i did that and it took forever because again you're like starting like your starter sword or whatever but like once i got there for like the first like god like at least the first like third the, the way the leveling scaled like I was like steamrolling everything <laughs> and then every new party member that came in was already like, you know, scaled to me. So like, we were all just like whooping on things. And I remember just like him sitting there watching me do this stuff and just getting through things that were giving him a hard time and him just <laughs> being dumbfounded. Like, <laughs> I can't believe that stupid idea worked. Uh, Final Fantasy 12 in general is a game. I just remember for that and just for breaking it. Cause I, I got super good at the gambit system to where I, barely even had to touch the controller at a certain point and i know some people complain about 12 for that but to me i thought like this is what they want me to do right like they want me to get good enough to where i basically programmed the party to like yeah you got this like i i I have you guys in a way where like on the off chance there's something that's really bad or weird that happens i'll intervene but otherwise i actually get satisfaction watching you guys annihilate everything because that's what i wanted you know that's what i wanted from them um but yeah that just that period of like uh, my buddy hanging with me and just us laughing at each other playing that game. Uh, it was it was pretty great. Great times. I want to say that I am a staunch believer that every subsequent Final Fantasy that has released so far, with per- with exception of like the online ones, with exception of fourteen, would have benefited and be a better product if they had also included the Gambit system. I love the Gambit system. I think yes. it's the best idea and mechanic that Square has ever created and then done absolutely nothing with after the fact. Yes, mm. thank you. I'm, I I will fight on this hill, but the Gambit system would have made 13 better, would have made 15 better, 
well, and it will, will have made 16 better, even though I haven't played it yet. <laughs> I already case, know. In that case, no, I, will, I, will, I will fight you for it. I will fight you over it. Okay. I, I want to play 12 because like, I feel like I hear the people that like it really like it. And I don't ever hear from anyone that didn't like it because I guess they got bored and stopped playing. So like that's that to me is interesting. And I know it's like not a love story. It's like a political story. It's very uh, political. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know like, that turned a lot of people off to it. It's like, it's, yeah, it's basically up to now. It was Game of Thrones before 16. Really? A, Game of Thrones. a game, a game set in Ivalice cannot not be a political based game. Sure. My issue with 12 is is that and and i would love to get jess's take on this too uh, my issue with 12 is that like come on ash should have been the main character vaughn sucks he has no purpose <laughs> yeah. in the game yeah I, no, I, I, I agree he has no purpose um it, it, the, literally the entire story is about ash and her fight to reclaim dalmasca from the arcadian empire that's the story like she should be the protagonist and she's not and it doesn't make any damn sense i also yeah. her, or at least bosh which bosh was originally going to be the protagonist yeah <laughs> but it should have been, it, it it should have been ash like Maybe that's like, why they pivoted in Vaughn, i think was very much like the everyman of the game <laughs> and i think that that was kind of his place in it but yeah i completely agree yeah, yeah. i also i also for a long time would beat the drum that 12 has the best party in the sense that like it was very tight mm. and every party mm. member had a real reason to be there where a lot of especially the older final fantasies like you're just sort of collecting people after a while like pokemon <laughs> like i don't know i met you once you're an optional guy uh, this I is final think. fantasy six erasure yeah, and I think, uh, six is my favorite final fantasy i'm just gonna say that but <laughs> um, all right at least you got but, that going for you <laughs> but yeah like sometimes in, in jrpgs just too, like oh i did one favor for you like yeah i guess i'll swear my allegiance and help you on this world saving threat and you're like hey, oh no but you must <laughs> yeah, like, oh, okay, i guess i feel like that's like a thing that final fantasy really started that in jrpgs is like the idea of growing the party because I, I that's like my first exposure to it and and it's like iconic now if it if i'm playing a jrpg it has to be ex super exciting anytime a new party member joins uh right. it, it, it's like a pivotal moment it's one of the reasons like i go so hard for tales of vesperia because like to what you're saying marcus i don't know if you ever played it uh you should if you haven't everyone should um okay. is like every piece of that party like makes sense even in like the expanded game where they added two party members like i think they they do a good job of justifying like everyone's part of the dynamic even the dog that smokes a pipe uh and like i think final fantasy Repeat, 7, best boy best boy uh final fantasy 7 also does that for me right obviously it's weird because optional characters are like such a weird thing to me in older rpgs i love it um like uh paper mario a thousand year door has like an optional party member i love that stuff I, I like the reward like such a great reward for like just doing stuff i mean uh, your boy vincent valentine is an optional exa character. exactly exactly mm -hmm. yeah and and i i, I that kind of makes it like even cooler right because he's like such a unique character compared to everyone else he's the only other character with a gun he transforms into monsters as part of his limit breaks right it feels like such a reward to get he transforms into chaos into chaos it's jack got garland like, it's got like an old school, jack garland 
uh, like Mortal Kombat of like, oh, reptiles, secret character, and then you go to school and totally kids like, walking up and down. I, like, did you find reptile? Like, what? There's no reptile. That's why I love like, Smash uh... Brothers and stuff. Like, you know, I love all that. I I think secret characters are great. I want more JRPGs with secret characters, but it's like so hard to do right. So but, I understand like, why you would. This this entire conversation is indicative, really, of what makes the franchise so special to us and so special to so many other people is that. There are now 16 iterations in the mainline game and or, or in the mainline, you know, franchise. And there is literally something for everyone yeah. um, like that, like everybody's got their favorite and there is a game. And, and that's like the crux that that is what Final Fantasy is to me. It's a it's a franchise that continually reinvents itself. Uh, and 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 there there is something to love about every single Final Fantasy game except two. Like that's the only one where there's not anything to love, but but I mean, let, Final let's Fantasy Two is one of the few video games that has a character named Scott, so that instantly puts it pretty high on my list. It, it is a guy it, who it, talks it, to beavers. It like. has it's Final Fantasy Two and the original Red Steel on Wii. Like those are the only two games I can think of yeah, that and, have a character and, um, named Scott. Uh, and Scott Pilgrim. Tales of Good uh, point. Tra- Trails in the the sky or not in the sky trails to yeah, that's true there's a bracer named bracer scott we, so there's we, a few we can all agree that two is just an objectively bad game right never touched I, it i tried I to like play the psp port of it and it's not great i did not finish it <laughs> it's, yeah it's i fun. also didn't get too far in that i would one. probably never touch one two or three in in my modern sensibilities as three like spoiled as it is sounds. wonderful at least they did the ds remake of three yeah yeah no, i, no, no, I no, could no, play no. that the pixel remaster of three is like JRPG comfort food. You need to play it. Mm. It's wonderful. I'd, I'd sooner play like 12 though, but like th- this is like we were talking about earlier. You guys were mentioning how like people are complaining that I don't know if Final Fantasy can be this Game of Thrones thing. And like this has always been it, right? Like I'm sure when people saw like skyscrapers in fucking Final Fantasy 7, they're like, oh, actually, this is not my Final Fantasy. You know, like it's 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 so cool that like we can have such a new take on it. That's why I'm stoked that it's an action game too, right? Because action RPGs were my gateway into RPGs as a whole. And I've, and, you well, know, Al- since gotten into other ones. Alex, here's the thing, right? Like, I've seen a lot of conversation. Like, like Final Fantasy 16 is undoubtedly taking a much darker tone. Sure. Right? Like, like no doubt about it. And people are like, oh, man, it's, oh, I can't believe they went all Game of Thrones on it. I'm like, have you played Final Fantasy Tactics? Have yeah. you played Love Final Tactics. Fantasy Tactics? Totally. Uh, like that is the dark. Like that that game. Like there is. I mean, there. Like you know, content warning for sexual assault. There's implied rape in that. Oh, I mean, there's o- overt, outright statements yeah. like uh, th- that. Duke Barrington, for example, like would sexually assault Rafa, Malik's brother. And it is murder. And there's backstabbing. There's like murder. There's... There, it's it's like guys. Final Fantasy Tactics was doing dark Final Fantasy before 16 was. Yeah, don't let those and... cute little chibi sprites fool you. Yeah, yeah like no. that, that game is oppressively, and the ending is utterly yeah, depressing. Say, it's it's one of those games too. Like it doesn't have a happy ending. Like no. it's very yeah. much a, a history is written by the winners, and like you now you know the truth, but that's not how things are remembered. Right. And it's yeah. like, you know, the hero died in obscurity mm-hmm. and, you know, and his rival becomes the king. And it's and it's like, you know, nobody. Ha- but but his rival also you know, I won't spoil this. The, the I won't spoil the very, very end. But but it's like there are no winners 
in Final Fantasy mm-hmm. Tactics. And and uh, it's almost uh, like there's no winners in war. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. You're speaking my language now. Yeah. And and you know that to me maybe I don't know what this is about me, but that's why I love it <laughs> because it's so. No, dour. Tactics has such a fantastic and like complex story. Like I. I remember being blown away by it when I when I yeah. played it and I was like, you know, a preteen, so of course some things go over my head, but like I played that shit and I was like this goes hard. Yeah. If, I, if, oh yeah. God, if there was a Final Fantasy that needs a remaster, I'm telling you, like where Tactic. is Final Fantasy Tactic? After the like, wonderful well, job they did with Tactics Ogre Reborn, I just give it to that team. Come on, guys. Well, like, no, that it's... was like one thing when I played the 16 demo and like I, I sat with my feelings for a little bit because I was like, hmm, like this is so this is so different. Like I'm processing this. And then I thought about tactics and I was like, man, but if tactics were like taken and modernized it would be just as fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it would what be is, just as dark. It's like, like final fantasy 16 is like devil may tactics, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, it, but I mean, yeah, like people act like 16 is, is treading new ground. It's so dark. It's like, guys, final fantasy. I mean, like look at stranger paradise. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's goofy as shit, but it's also pretty dark. And you know, like I just, I love, I'm sorry. I will bring up any excuse to, I, or I will use any excuse to bring up Stranger of Paradise because I love that goofy, it was mess fun. of a game. Like, just <laughs> could have been better. It could have used the gambit system. In what just... other, <laughs> in, in what other game, in what other game could you could you watch Garland scream? I don't give a fuck what your name is and just punch Lich right in the face. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, well it's. Uh... It reminds me of the, of the conversation that people had when Breath of the Wild came out, where everybody was like, this isn't a Zelda game. This isn't a Zelda game. Like, this feels so different. And it's like, okay, so this is not the Zelda games of, like, the 90s and early 2000s that we're super familiar with and that we grew up with. But, like, if you compare it to something like A Link to the Past, you're like, oh, this makes complete sense because they oh, are totally. bringing to life the vision that they had, you know, all these years ago, but like they couldn't create with technology. But you can see like how they had this idea for this nonlinear, like very much we're going to drop you into this place and like, you know, go fucking figure it out. Like you exactly. can see that that is where that blueprint was and now they can make it real. And 16 has the same exact vibe where it's like you can see like with something like tactics, it, you know, and kind of like the – I, I don't know. Like you, you can see where this came from. Yeah, I mean, one of the uh, things re- I real, love about- real oh. quick uh, because just brought it up. I, I'm take, keeping a running tally, uh, and I want all of your uh, opinions and or all of your thoughts. Is Zelda an RPG? Yes, I vote no. Breath vote. of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom definitely are. Yeah, I say it depends on which one. Okay, and I would put Skyward Sword in that camp a little bit as well has the most RPG mechanics. Fuck dousing. Fuck dousing. For sure. For sure. But like you have like upgradable parts and you can upgrade your tools and yeah. And I was gonna say stuff. like I, I think that when you when you have like the mechanics where you can upgrade things, like it kind of lends itself to being and, like, that. But there are damage numbers, right? Like you have defense mm-hmm. numbers in Breath of the Wild and stuff like that. Yeah. Puts it more in the statistical RPG camp, like traditional mechanics for me. Yeah, uh, the other it. ones probably not though. Yeah. All right, uh, final whole, I'd say no. Yeah, yeah, like I said, some more than others. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, resume the talk on Final Fantasy. What were you gonna say, Marcus? I was gonna say like just this whole discussion uh, in general was one of the 
one of the main reasons Final Fantasy is my favorite RPG franchise is that is because they're all so different from each other. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and that they're not afraid to completely mix it up with every like new numbered entry. Like I know a lot of fans lament the loss of like turn-based combat. Um, you know, I think people are screaming about it a lot more with like 16 coming out than maybe usual, but I I, I like that. It's what makes me excited about a new one. It's like, okay, I know it's not gonna be just the same ones. Even some of the best you know rpg series tend to stick to the same formula like you know like a dragon quest or whatever yeah um but with like oh final fantasy 17 like i have no idea what they're gonna do they could go back to turn based they'll come up with some I, wacky i'll tell you, I'll, on, I'll tell you what you know. any, anybody complaining about 16 comp 16's combat has not played it yeah, yeah. Uh, the combat like while it's not turn based like it's phenomenal feeling like i yeah. i really do love how it feels um yeah and I understand for yeah. people that don't like action games, like I get that angle. For like, sure, you're you're not going to like this if you're just yeah, like, yeah. Like I happen to love stylish action, so it's, when they said that, that's what it was going to be, I was mm-hmm. like, okay, cool, sounds great, let's do it. <laughs> what, what what I would love to see, like, like I still think, and you know, maybe my maybe my opinion will change after I finish sixteen. Um, sixteen has the best action RPG combat I've ever played. But if you want to talk about the best Final Fantasy turn-based combat system, like I don't care how you feel about the game itself, it doesn't get better than the Paradigm system in thirteen. I, um, I agree with that. I'm still with you. Yes. Yeah, I have a love-hate relationship with thirteen. Like I, in the middle of like the hate train, I guess like, the things that people don't like, I'm probably there with you. But I, I've always said like I think it's the only Final Fantasy where the combat is the number one thing. I'm yep. totally like it's down so with. good. It's yeah. so good, and I, like, wasn't super into turn-based or ATB games. That's why, like, it was, I think, such a pivotal moment for me when I was, like, 15 in high school and, and kind of jumped into that one, uh, where, I'd, like, I tried 10, but I was just, like, too young to get into it at the time, um, and I, I think that this was, like, better suited for me. What you, what you said earlier, Jess, about, like, the whole you get your health back after every fight, I... That was like helpful for me. And I know maybe mm-hmm. like, of course, it was for big babies like me at the time. Uh, but the thing I love about it is it means you go hard every fight. You don't hold <laughs> anything back. And I love that. I love that feeling in any game where I can go as hard as I possibly can against every enemy. And every fight, like toward the end of that game, especially, is like, no, you got to go. You got to have your paradigms right. And and if you you got to know what party you're taking and what they can do. Yeah, I'd say I mean thirteen. I think is probably the most not just the most balanced of the franchise, but also I think the most challenging. Yeah, it's hard. hard. Especially like, the post game is. Brutal. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, yeah, it I is. gotta go back. I gotta because you know Lightning seems like a cool protagonist too. Like I, I really mm-hmm. they ruin her in the sequel <laughs> games. Yeah, I don't play you... don't play the sequel games. They're I, like the. That Literally, opening cutscene of thirteen two is pretty cool, though. It's but the the opening cutscene of thirteen two literally ruins the ending of thirteen. Like, <laughs> yeah, was, I didn't finish it, so but I was like, oh, this is starting pretty strong. It's heartbreaking, but like, <laughs> you know, you know, t- speaking of lightning, like uh, lightning is one of my favorite protagonists in the, in the entire franchise, right? But uh, you know, one thing, and like you know, I, I say a lot, you know. The things we criticize or the things we love don't get better unless we criticize them constructively, mm-hmm. right? Um, Final Fantasy has a protagonist problem, and the, and the problem is is that there are too many men and not enough women. Yeah, um, you, like I, I would argue that Terra is 
the de facto protagonist of six, but you could also make that case for for Locke as well. Um, and Edgar, like F- Final Fantasy VI, is unique in that it doesn't have one single protagonist. It's got a bunch of prominent characters, and then some characters who don't really matter as much. Um, but it's, we're sixteen games in now. We've had two games with, or one game. With a with a with like one game with an actual female hero on the box, woman, like. yeah, and it's lightning, and like sixteen games in, we have one woman protagonist. Yeah. That's... and I guess it's funny because the if we're counting the thirteen trilogy, like they all start, you know, the second one was her sister, and then they went back to lightning. It's like it's yeah. all mostly confined in thirteen universe. You could also you could say ten two is I mean oh, ten yeah, two ten is two, Yuna. Yeah, has the so. all lady party. Like, but but I, like I, but but like this, that wasn't the showcase like 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 Final Fantasy X is the game well like when people talk about that that's what they talk about like Final Fantasy X two was great but it's not remembered anywhere near as prominently as ten is and and I I just I'm really hoping that seventeen kind of like rectifies that a little bit you know well I mean yeah. I think that was like part of what I love so much about Final Fantasy seven is you yes. know I think that. I think that a lot of the Final Fantasy games have really great female characters. Um, but Final Fantasy VII stood out to me so much because, I mean, you can play as Tifa at one point. Um, right. And she kind of becomes like the the party leader um, because Cloud is is going through it. <laughs> um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I just – I feel like there were a lot of like really, really strong and important women in that game. Um, and Tifa was a character who wasn't just – and I think this is always something that kind of bothered me with um, with Lightning – but I, I do need to give her like a fair shake. I need to give that game a fair shake. Um, but like I, I feel like a lot of times when you have a female protagonist, they kind of suffer from having to be designed just like a tough man in order to be respected. Right. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so they kind of get rid of like all of their, you know, I mean, they still have to be have sex appeal because that's how they can sell it to men, but they get rid of them being someone who's like romantic or somebody who's tender or, you know, hey, right. more like, like soft. Right. But Tifa is somebody who could beat the shit out of you, but she was also very like nurturing. She was also very like, like a romantic, like a romantic interest. who wasn't just, I don't know. She was, she was sentimental, right? Like there was, there was that soft quality to her. Um, and so like, to me, seeing somebody who had, you know, leadership skills and was also compassionate and was also, you know, super, super tough, but could also take care of Marlene and was also like essentially running a business. And I don't know, but she was also doing avalanche stuff. Like I, to see someone who is so multifaceted, like I was obsessed with her. I thought that she was like the coolest character I had ever seen in video games. And that was even in the middle of like, you know, characters like Lara Croft being really like a huge deal in the late nineties. Yeah. 7-2 has like, on top of Aerith, too, who's also, I think, Aerith's a great character. Yeah, all, all mm-hmm. that. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Can I just shout out that 7 Remake, what they did with Jesse of taking yeah. like a mm-hmm. nothing yeah, character. Jesse. I'll tell you what. <laughs> and making her maybe the most likable person in the game. I was I was really pulling for Jesse and Cloud. Like, I, I, I really was, man. I just like, love how unabashedly, like, unapologetically horny Jesse was for Cloud. Like, <laughs> it was just so hilarious girl to see her reaction. Exactly. It was like, get it, girl. 
Yeah, Fuck yeah, it, like make it some pizza. Well, even in like seven with Elena too. Like so often, yeah. the the character who's supposed to be kind of be like the oh, it's it's a bad guy who doesn't really know how to do his job and it's kind of like comedic relief and is maybe the new guy. Like that's usually something that's resigned to the new guy, right? And so Elena being like this rookie who comes in here and is ta- you know paired up with these two, you know the Turks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But she's kind of you know a bit. She she tries really hard, but she's a bit goofy and, and not quite there because she's new. Like I thought that Elena was a really cool and interesting character. There's just there's a lot to Seven that is very cool. Yeah, I, I want to. I also want to chime in. A the Tifa stuff is super great too, because like I, having played that game in 2020 most recently, like I love how like the reason she becomes the leader is like nobody else knows what to do, and she's mm-hmm. like got so much experience she's like all right we we just have to do this i like i don't care like we have to do this uh and like when cloud comes back up she's like no we have to we have to go like i'm not like taking mm-hmm. no for an answer i like that and and i like that that is that becomes the leadership uh factor i'm really really excited to see what happens there all i'm there saying is all i'm saying is that real final fantasy 7 fans take barrett on the gondola and that's, oh, that's I mean, <laughs> I always take Barrett on the gondola. Uh, no, I don't. That's, that's, well, that's not true. Another but, thing, like I'm so excited with um, Seven Remake with with the Yuffie, like the Integrate stuff, is because I feel like Yuffie, like her introduction and like kind of her reception way back when was a lot of people just thought she was like annoying. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like she's annoying. She takes your materia. Like getting her is kind of a pain. So I feel like it was cool to have this different introduction to her character because like she also is a really cool character. And the conflict that they're setting up with Wutai and like kind of exploring that seems like I don't know. It seems like they're going to go deeper into it this time around and I'm really excited to see how that goes. Yeah. And, and yeah. the other point I wanted to make was like for 17, like I am interested and excited about 16 because it is like taking that perspective of one character and like elongating their life, like taking us through different points in their life. I think that's really cool. I mean, I'm excited that they're trying that. I feel like that is new and, and different in a different way than what we're talking about with the whole game of Thrones tone and stuff. Um, and, and I'm, I'm pretty smitten with, with Clive already. I really, really mm-hmm. like Clive uh, from the demo. I just, I, I like his character dynamics and, and, and how he acts and stuff. Plus but, I can, I, I can confirm Ben Starr is a treasure of a human being. He seems like every, I've He's been watching awful. him doing like the let's plays on the demo and stuff with other people. And it's like, I just he like this is dude. so cool to hang out with. Not a, uh, just complete humility in that man. But a thing I would want to see with 17, obviously I think uh, the focus should be on, uh, gambit system. The focus the should be on the gambit system, system obviously. <laughs> and Shut then up. secondary to that would be like different gendered characters that aren't male, potentially not even female. I think like there's a lot of fun non-binary stuff to explore in a big RPG could be really mm-hmm. cool. Um, but I also want them to focus on the ensemble more um, and and maybe pivot after 16, maybe go back and forth between stuff like that because the thing that makes the seven remake the best for me is right like to me that ensemble cast is like the best uh rpg party in any game ever for me like and i i I will love it to my dying day forever and i love that seven remake gives you opportunity behind the back of all the characters uh including yuffie uh through the dlc and it makes it feel way more like an ensemble which seven should be like because i think all the characters have like loyalty mission-esque sections in that game 
uh, remind me a lot of like the, the those sections of Mass Effect Two, like mm. Barrett and Dine and Vincent Lucretia and and Yuffie and Wu Tai. Like there there are these great moments that are built to be from their perspective, and I think a game a Final Fantasy game that does that with a whole brand new set of characters would also be really really exciting no i completely agree with you it's honestly a really great point to bring up like to me that was always the biggest that was the biggest thing like that defined final fantasy for me it was like having this like this cast of characters who were all from all different kinds of backgrounds but they all you know they they found companionship in one another and and like a formed team to to fight for some sort of common good right and i think that that is something that the series has gotten further away from and i would love to see it return um you know i like even because like that was one of the cool things too with six right it's like you had relationships going on outside of you know like that just didn't feel like oh it's the main boy and the main girl and they're gonna kiss and fall in love right like Mm. there was other things going on and and that was kind of like and that happened in 10 right you have like waka and lulu and like there were there were things that were going on outside that it didn't make it feel like you were the center of the universe (laughs) and i think Mm -hmm. that more and more it it feels like that very like main character energy where you are the center of the universe the person you are playing is like the person the cool guy 13 honestly uh, tries to do it very well i think uh i some of those characters are just like missed opportunities and and they don't go anywhere and and there's plot lines that just are not resolved well or very uninteresting yeah there's hope i i you know like there's so much potential in that story though right like and and i know they take it in different directions in the in the sequel games that ruined the first one um but i like 13 does that where like different chapters you playing primarily as a different character for a lot of it with most of the game being dedicated to lightning uh, but they do, you know, at least make it feel like an ensemble. Whether or not you like some of those characters is certainly up for debate. One thing yeah. I, just for a party, like I really like 15's sort of like going against the grain with the party system of giving you an already established group of characters. Like you're not meeting them for the first time, or like mm-hmm. we are, but they are not. Like it's yeah. like the first mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. We're like, no, no, no. These guys already have like a very deep like established relationship going back years and we are peering into that for the first time you're not recruiting them or anything and like and this is all you get it's just these four guys like well unless you watch the anime uh oh yeah sure yes or the movie and i did watch the anime as well or read the comic or read the comic that was the problem with 15 i think like i'm with you marcus it's just like i it's made better with the dlc where like when guy guys is like i gotta go I'll be back in three hours. Like, hey, I just found out I'm not like a person. <laughs> and then we're not going to touch on that. You're like, wait, what? Can you come again? What was that? I'll come back, come back in six months for the DLC. That's what we're going to get. And in those DLC, you play yeah. as each of those characters. I think that helps the story of that game. Yeah, so if you haven't made it clear, oh, if you play this game, play the royal version. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, 100%. I don't know if you can just... even get like original non-royal edition Frank anymore. Disc, but yeah, don't. It's not yeah. worth it. And I just think too, and like, this is something that kind of like, I don't know, just in, especially in, in the year 2023, right? Like we shouldn't see as big of diversity problems as we're seeing in the Final Fantasy series. Like this is a series that's been around for 35 years or something like that. Right. And so it's a huge bummer to see a game that feels like it, like a series that's getting more progressively white and more progressively male. So I think that's like where I'm like, "Mm, I wish that we could, 
not. And like, I wish we could go back to, to, you know, seeing more of that ensemble cast and, and just people who, who come from different backgrounds. So I think yeah. like, that's a frustration with 16. That was a frustration with 15. And I hope that like, you know, playing 16, it won't present itself in a way that makes it worse. But I do hope, yeah. you know, for 17, if we're talking about hopes, like bring back the ensemble cast and make, you know, have like a different party because I feel like we've just been getting a little, a little stagnant and it's not the best. And I think a main and Final I, Fantasy starring the rabbit-eared people from Evil East. Sierra. Vera. I think to your point, Jess, what really is also exacerbates and really draws a lot of attention to it is so many other RPGs, like peers of Final Fantasy, like even within Square Enix, like the cast of Octopath Traveler 2 or um, the dynamic between like the Bravely Default cast or like Xenoblade Chronicles 3 had an amazing cast. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many other wonderful examples of those more diverse and interesting casts with um, rich backgrounds and diverse backgrounds that it makes the lack of all that in such a big game like a Final Fantasy 16 or 15 or more recent entries all that more apparent and blatant. Yeah, um, totally. Which is a shame, but hopefully with the reception of, like I mentioned, like your Xenoblade Chronicles 3, like Octopath Traveler 2, that it puts more importance and uh, kind of makes them realize that this is important. People respond really well to it and it can be done really well and in in a very meaningful way. So hopefully, mm-hmm. it, yeah, in a 17, we do see a lot more of that and that diverse backgrounds and histories and approaches to, to character and cast makeups. Totally. God, I'm so excited for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. That's <laughs> like that's where that shit's gonna happen to you. Mm. I'm excited to see like Wu Tai and Junon and Calm and all these different places. Cosmo Canyon. I can't wait for the music in Cosmo Canyon. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, like everything Cosmo Canyon. We got just a tease of it when we meet Red I know. Thirteen, and I'm like there are, so stoked for it. Yeah, there are so Fantasy many songs. Oh. oh, what were you saying? No, just, just gushing over Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's, just so like, it's one of the most reliable series when it comes to even if the game isn't great, the soundtrack's probably still gonna be amazing. Yeah, exactly. Hundred, hundred percent. So we are slowly or quickly drawing to a close. Um, but I want to know all of your thought. Like, give me your favorite character in the entire series, your favorite summon, and your favorite enemy. Uh, Jess, we will start with you. Oh God, I wish I was last. <laughs> that's that's so hard. Um, so my favorite character, I have to go Tifa. Um, just I mean, Obviously. for all the reasons that I already yeah. said before, like she is like probably my favorite video game character ever. Um, love her to death. Um, and then my favorite summon, maybe Shiva. I feel like she's always just so badass. Um, you know, do you I, have a particular I, uh, version or rendition of Shiva? All of them are amazing, but you know what actually comes to mind is Final Fantasy fourteen when you fight her, mm. and like the music that plays during that, and the little like the snap. Yeah, uh, for people yeah. who have played fourteen, and the whole story of Shiva yeah. in Final Fantasy fourteen. Yes, yeah. the whole backstory too. Like it's it's very very well done. So that's yes. the one that comes to mind. But Shiva as a whole, I've always been a big mm-hmm. fan of. Um, and then my favorite enemy, 
I guess can be boss, can be generic enemy. I'm trying to think. It's that's so. There's so many. When I was a kid, bombs were my favorite enemy because I just thought they looked badass. <laughs> I don't like my my default answer. I want to say Sephiroth just because I feel like he's like kind of kind of the pinnacle <laughs> but I, it feels like such a cliche answer but it might just have to be him i can't really think of is there a particular else. phase of the sephiroth fights that, i mean it would out? it'd be like one winged angel sephiroth sure, you know sure. but yeah i mean i think that that would be what I, I let me i also really like the fight in final fantasy 9 uh after like freya's people have just been murdered and it's like in the rain and i'm trying to remember are you who do you fight at that point beatrix okay is it against beatrix yeah that fight is so fucking cool too um and beatrix is also a character who i i love a lot so you never actually you never actually beat her she always beats you Mm -hmm. that's badass yeah yeah beatrix is is really fucking cool and that fight and that music that's playing is just amazing also so maybe i'll say that for a little bit of a less cliche answer it's pretty cool there you go uh john what about you we'll go with you next uh favorite character i'm gonna cheat a little bit because i have two um the first one is tara um Mm. i literally just named my new pitbull puppy after her Oh, um, Terror just encapsulates everything I love about Final Fantasy VI, and I love Terra because, in a rare break from you know, women in video games, like you know, their love is, interest is usually you know, a man, but the love story with Terra was her adopted children in Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VI, which is something mm-hmm. you rarely ever see. The The love story in Final Fantasy VI was the love of a mother for the children that she came to care for as her own. Um, and that really, you know, again, as a somebody who had a troubled childhood, that really spoke to me. And my other favorite character is Gilgamesh, because Gilgamesh just fucking rules. Um, <laughs> my favorite summon uh, has got to be... Um, Ooh, um, I am going to go with, man, I, I, this is a question I've actually never been asked before. Um, I'm just going to say Bahamut because he's a big, cool dragon. Uh, and my favorite enemy is the entire battle, uh, the, the entire final battle of Final Fantasy VI. Um, because it's one of the most epic final boss fights in any game and, it's a complete i actually did a stream once where i i was fighting you know the you know the statue of the gods and then kefka and i was explaining the the symbolism uh and the allegories and the you know the parallels between this boss fight and dante's inferno um mm. and uh, which was a huge inspiration for that entire boss fight uh going from the lo- only in this it was like an inversion of that you started kokaitis which is um where in the poem Satan is imprisoned and you go all the way up the levels into paradise and in Dante's Inferno, God, you know, tells Dante the meaning of life. But when Kafka descends from the heavens as God, essentially, he tells you that life has no meaning, that that life is meaningless. And and I thought it was such a clever adaptation and reversal of Dante's Inferno. So that's my favorite. That's my favorite enemy. Nice. Nice. Marcus, what about you? <clears throat> Uh, man, this, my favorite hero is hard, but I'm going to say 
uh, Saban from Final Fantasy VI purely yeah. because he suplexes a train. Hell yeah. And that's still the coolest <laughs> thing that a Final Fantasy character has ever done. And he was the inspiration for real-life pro wrestler Chris Saban. Yep. I like that guy. <laughs> so let's go with that. Um, and favorite summon, it's uh, Shiva 1000%. And has been since, I guess, Final Fantasy VIII uh, when I first used her. I just, I don't even know why. I mean, I, I'll save your groan by saying that she's cool. But like... Uh, she she's is, an ice though. queen. Mm. She's yeah, an ice queen. She, she you can't beat it. Cool. Yeah, she looks cool. Like she is my like. If I can make a Yu-Gi-Oh reference, she's like the dark magician of my Yu-Gi. Of like, Hell that's yeah. my right hand. Yeah, we roll. We've rolled in deep on a bunch of boss fights over the years. It's just like, yeah, that's that's my girl. I'm always excited to see like a, a new iteration on her. Uh, and my favorite bad guy uh, is also Kefka. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it's funny because I, I, this is something I've had to argue with people because, you know, Sephiroth's sort of like the, the go-to answer, which I understand. I love Sephiroth, but I've always thought he was too cool to totally hate because, you know, he's just kind of like an awesome, too he just looks awesome, right? <laughs> he's got a cool, got a cool sword and a cool theme song, a chance his name. You're like, that guy's cool. He's got like a half hour attack. Um, that's why i always loved him though it's like you get so much of his backstory and he has that like the fallen hero thing is so interesting he feels like the the 10th party member in a weird way yeah like Mm -hmm. he's just kind of cool whereas kafka has no redeeming qualities like he is like genuinely despicable and i like that in a villain like in in just any media like if you can find a villain that is just like no this guy just sucks and it (laughs) it inspires me to want to you know kick his ass uh, I don't think any other villain in the series has quite hit that level. And he's the only real villain that actually kind of wins. Like he, yeah. he, he does the thing that he says he's yeah, going to do. He destroys the world. And like, even if, even though you beat him, like the world has changed until the end of time. Like, yeah. Like you're just fixing it now. Like you're not preventing. He got what he wanted. Now you have to try to clean it up basically. Right. Yeah. You're stabilizing the, the stopping the hemorrhaging basically. Also his little digitized laugh. Is just like the biggest like middle finger. Yeah, it's iconic. Like, mm-hmm. You're like, screw this guy. I'm gonna get him with my like 27 party members. <laughs> I'm gonna take him down. Uh, but yeah, that that that's me. If only you could suplex uh, him as like when he's the statue or like the tower. Suplex the tower. Oh my god. Uh, we have to wait for the uh, maybe one day remake of Final Fantasy VI, which I've always. I don't want it. Playing. I don't want it. It's perfect the way it is. And I agree. <laughs> But then when I played seven remake, I was like, mm, "No, it's yeah, hard not it, to want to see like can no. we throw this much money at a six remake?" No, <laughs> I, I would want to pick. Uh, I would want a um, HD two D. If I like, if they were to do a full remake, I, I don't even I would, want that. I would prefer a HD two D remake in a style of like an Octopath as opposed to like a super high production, super lifelike version. Honestly, like a, a seven I, remake. I love the pil- I love the pixel remaster visuals. I am totally fine with that. I'll take the Final Fantasy IV DS caliber remake. Well, that, yeah. That's fine, too. I'll just take anything <laughs> with that game. <laughs> you know? uh, Alex, what about you? Um, I am going to say... I'm sorry if you hear my cat also. He's very upset at me. Uh, I'm going to say Tifa. I know. Same as Jess, but she's perfect in my defense. That's just because we have great taste. Exactly. Not to say anything of anyone else's taste. It's just that we also have great taste. They're just Uh, less good than yours. We get it. Didn't say that. Um, But yeah, Tifa. (laughs) I love Tifa. I feel like I've related to Tifa the most of any character 
in any Final Fantasy game for sure. And and I just love that through everything, she's still compassionate. She knows what she wants, uh, and I I just really respect that. Um, favorite. Oh God! What were the other two questions? I know the favorite uh, movie. Favorite summon. Favorite summon. I mean, I'm a. It's lame. I feel like because it takes 35 minutes, but I just I when not, nothing is cooler than Knights of the Round to me, and nothing will ever be as cool as that. Like I was a huge fanboy for like Arthurian legend, especially growing up. So the idea of that mixing with Final Fantasy, the whole quest that you have to go on to, to breeding all these chocobos to get it uh getting it leveling it up maxing it out doing it with the one blue material that just lets it go back to back like four times and it's just like i'm gonna put the controller down go make a sandwich or something i love that i thought it was just like the best reward uh favorite enemy uh what if i just was like and cactar <laughs> everyone's like cactar? i hate yeah. god uh the god fight was crazy no i'm gonna go ultimate weapon or ultima weapon has always been like i love the weapons i think they're still so cool i love that they've become like secret bosses in future final fantasy games i hope there's a ton of secret bosses in final fantasy 16 that are not like gimmicky bullshitty fights where you just die in one hit or something like that. Cause I think that stuff's lame, but like actual long, cool fights. I like, that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most, to be honest, uh, just like mastering the combat system and taking into these crazy fights at the end. Uh, and yeah, ultimate weapon or ultimate weapon. However, it, you know, integrates itself into whatever game has always been my favorite. Just like the, the kind of centaur look with the laser beam chest and the big monster face. It's so sick. So cool. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, 100%. Scott round us out. Um, yeah. So favorite character, it would be a toss up between Edgar and Belthier. I would love like a buddy comedy, but the two of them That'd be great. getting into hijinks. <laughs> oh. I love the two of them. Um, favorite summon has to go to, uh, Bahamut Zero, because the idea of a giant space dragon shooting a laser down onto the planet has always interested me. Um, and interested a lot of a lot of my my love. Yeah. Um. So space dragon and a laser. Um. It's wonderful. And my favorite enemy, kind of a frenemy. Um. But it's Gilgamesh. Uh. I went with Gilgamesh because, like John said, hilarious character. Um. I love the dialogue. In, that you get with him in the various fights you have with him in Final Fantasy V and all the subsequent games he kind of appears in. I love kind of the connection he makes and in the final confrontation or uh, the final time you meet him in Final Fantasy V, he gives kind of a send-off to all the characters um, and talks to everyone. I think that was really endearing and heartfelt. And canonically, he's stronger than Odin because Odin gets one shot and Gilgamesh appears out of nowhere and just fucks a bitch up with uh, against Cypher. So um, <laughs> just all in all, Gilgamesh, I think, is uh, amazing. And I can't I, I would love to see his kind of wild humor and zaniness maybe be a surprise or secret boss in 16 as a, as a bit of levity and a. Um, and just a really good secret boss fight. So I think you'd make a good boss fight with all of his styles and swords from previous heroes and whatnot. So those are those are my picks. I'm so hyped, you guys. I know. Yeah, uh, this conversation has got me yeah. stoked it's, as hell. It's almost there. Almost I know. There. Uh, 
we are for listeners we are currently recording this on the monday the 19th before so three days basically before final fantasy 16 comes out Why is it and um i don't i don't know but <laughs> it, it is and um i can't wait for it i took the two days off of work um yeah. i did request days off work so i'm getting technically paid to play final fantasy 16 so i'm super stoked about that did you tell um, them specifically it was for final fantasy 16 and they understood um when people have asked if what i'm what i'm up to i've told them it's like yeah video games coming out it's like it's it's the paid time game. off yeah, i just wonder if your job like understood the magnitude and they're just like completely like oh yeah it's the 16th <laughs> entry in an anthology series. you don't understand okay oh yeah <laughs> Luckily, I work with a lot of nerds, um, okay. so they just kind of get it. Because um, I'm a virtual reality specialist, so uh, it's a lot of nerds messing with nerd stuff that like also video games. So if I say blank game is coming out, it's like I get it. It's crossover. Um, like, like, I played yeah. that demo. I yeah, understand. like oh, okay. I, <laughs> that demo I was hype, man. I, <laughs> I I I haven't touched it because I want to go in like not just fresh. That's like, fair. I, totally fair. Um, but I do need to snag a torgal plushie because it looks a lot like my 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 pupper my suki and i need it for my baby so yes. that's that's my goal um so because i grew up with a little stuffed animal dog of the dog i had growing up and it was my favorite one so i feel like my my baby boy needs a torgal plushie because he'll be growing up with she suki my, my fully my endorse so. this plan absolutely love it so that is that is my plan but um thank you marcus jess john alex for joining me and taking a look back on this this series that means so much to us that has been around for so much and hopefully will continue to be around for us uh really appreciate all of you taking time uh to nerd out with me tonight of course absolutely. thank you for having yeah. us was so yeah, fun. like legitimately this was so fun yes um perhaps we'll do it in a couple months after we've all played 16 and we can kind of reflect back on what we thought. But more importantly, where can people find all of your wonderful content and stuff online? Um, let's start back up at the top um, with Marcus. Where can people find you and your stuff online? Um, you can find me personally on Twitter at MarcusStewart7. And you can find my work at GameInformer.com. And hey, while you're there, uh, you know, Final Fantasy 16 was our cover story this month. Uh, so you can read hell yeah quite a few i think like over a dozen <laughs> exclusive features that uh wesley leblanc who, who wrote it uh uh put together for us uh some really great behind the scenes uh info in there and yeah check us out there gameforward.com heck yes uh john what about you i don't recommend you find me at all so i'm an asshole it's um, not but, true. But if oh, it, it, you started this off with asking, "Am I really not that approachable?" <laughs> well, come on, we all know. And we you all, are, and you are openly telling people not to find. We you all right know now. I'm not approachable. Um, no, the beard's gone. It's it's all safe now. Your baby face now. Yeah, yeah. That's just a that, that's just a bring your guard down. Um, <laughs> if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Magitech Dad. Um, but I would rather you go follow official SDGC. We do live podcasts every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we are also uh, officially sponsored Square Enix content creators. So we do a lot of Square Enix content. Um, Hell yeah. So definitely go go find us. Check us out. Excellent. Jess, shout out. 
You can find me sleeping in a coffin under Shinra Manor. Hell Just yes. Just <laughs> yes. We didn't talk about Vincent, so I had to, I had to throw in something. Thank um, you. You can find me um, at Twitter at uh, a wild Jessichu, and you can find my work at GameSpot.com. Awesome. Perfect. And Alex? Yeah, uh, IP D&D, another Rational Passions, a delightful journey through Dungeons & Dragons that I DM. Uh, go listen to Helm to Tower I do with Mike Burgess. It's all about Destiny. If you're into Destiny, you follow me at Alfighter27. I take selfies, and you should too. That's it. That's all you need. Once again, thank you to my wonderful guests for joining me on this very special episode here of RPG University. And another special thank you to each and every one of you who's listened today. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service, as I would really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode, tweet at underscore RPG University with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion. Or you can share your own favorite RPGs and memories directly with me on Twitter at Professor RPG. As always, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another, class dismissed, and go play Final Fantasy 16. Thank you.